All right, it is time, uh, 8.30, in fact, 8.31. Let's bring in Brian Smith, my my Kanabic County Sheriff. I should say our Kanabic County Sheriff. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How is it going, dear? Well, pretty good. Um, <laughs> kind of got some uh, inclement weather again, unfortunately, but could have used some more sunshine. Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about weather and how it's affecting tributaries. I know that gets to be boring, but I think we need to touch on it again because it's a, a, a literally a fluid situation. See how I did that there? Oh, nice. Like nice it. pun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But let's start with, because I think it's always a good place to start with, uh, calls to service this past week. Oh, let's see. Well, over the past couple weeks, we've been averaging uh, about 230 calls for service a week and about uh, about 10 arrests per week. So we've had you know, 19 total over the last two weeks. Um, quite a few DWIs in there oh and boy. a bunch of domestic-related stuff, uh, uh, restraining order violations. Um, there was really a lot of that. Hmm. So, yeah, big up, big uptake in those those two uptick in those two categories. And if you if there's a way to understand why that happens, it'd be great. But it's just so random, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the most a, part, it is. It's uh, my over my entire career, it's just been it's it's like the ocean. It's just waves and cycles. Yeah, and, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's, yep. uh, it is what it is. You so know. it's kept uh, everybody pretty busy the last couple of weeks. To yeah, be quite honest. Been, yeah, they've been uh, they've been getting after it. So absolutely, and I know one of the things, uh, two things I wanted to touch to on with this morning, um, it's the flooding. We kind of mentioned that at the yep. onset here, and yep. so certainly you see. I mean, when I look at the map for Minnesota, they talk about different weather concerns. And, of course, flooding, certainly Pine County, they've got a lot of green over that, which means it's at least in an advisory mode. There's a little patch in Kanabic County. I'm assuming it's a snake. And it's like just a heads up. You know, it's a weather alert thing okay. is what I'm talking about, National oh. Weather Service. Oh, okay. And so, and then they show, last night I know on the news when I was watching, they had different colored dots that said, okay, this is serious, and other dots where it wasn't as serious. More toward the cities, let's say. So okay. the Mississippi, the St. Croix, yep. you know, some of those tributaries, they're yep. sandbagging and everything else. Yep. Um, and they say compared to the last couple years, it's definitely more active, but very doable. Does that sound about right for what you're kind of hearing for our area? Yeah, I would I would say that's that's pretty accurate. Um, you know, we had uh, initially before <laughs> before things get or when things get spun up in the beginning. Right. Um, there was a lot of talk and there was we got a lot of calls about sandbags and you know, is there going to be sandbagging and that kind of stuff. Um, and we did set up a station with the highway department at uh at the county pit um so that people could come and get sandbags if they needed and we had a couple takers but not very many so it wasn't um, okay that's and that's a good indicator to be right honest so <clears throat> you know it here we we don't we haven't had you know outside of back in 16 and 18 when we had those summer floods where it came so fast yep. from large amounts of rain um that the, those were unique situations. Um, this this type of flood, you know, it, it came up fast and it goes down fast here just because of the nature of the the river and its tributaries and how it works. Um, but it didn't put other than a few usual properties mm-hmm. to threat. 
uh, there wasn't anything extra. I mean, it wasn't extreme. Okay. So we got to, if you go to the National Weather Service, you can look up the river gauges on, mm-hmm. on at, there's one at Mora, there's one at Graston, there's one at Pine City, and there's one up in, uh, near Warman. Okay. And you can look at those gauges and you can see how it went up and down and how fast it went up and down and what the historic crests are. And there's all kinds of data there that's pretty useful for sure. kind of gauging responses. Um, and for us, uh, this one wasn't extreme by any means. You know, it, it put some properties at, at risk. It did some damage to some of our roads. Well, definitely. Um, as it yeah. does, mm-hmm. and uh, that's to be expected. But some of them weren't even river-related. Right. Um, it was just the way were, the snow melted. They were creeks and, and, yep. and, and swamps, and, but that water flows, and as it's flowing to get to a lower spot, um, sometimes it could damage some roads. So most of our roads have been reopened, other than maybe down around grass, and there might be a couple left. Uh, most of those are townships. Um, and then I think we've got... I think County Highway has a couple damaged roads that are still closed, not due to water being on it, but due to there was so much damage, they're impassable safely. Okay. All right. So that's overall, um, I guess it's some of these are to be expected is maybe a good way to put it. Yes. As far as yes. I know we live right by the Snake River ourselves, and I can certainly see how much it's come up. Right. And I look at it and go, wow, it's really come up. Now, right. if it, all of a sudden we had a remarkable amount of something happening, I'd be more concerned about it coming over the road there. Right. Although they made changes, I think, 10, 15 years ago to that road. And previous, that was Liberty Street, was one that would, right. you know, flooding would happen pretty common. Right. right. Nice little sloop there if you're familiar with the area there. And now since those changes, I don't think we've had it come over the road since. Yeah, I don't. it never did come over the road this time, did it? No, it no, is not. It's it, really high. I still had it you know. in my head because I, I was going to go that way. Earlier in the week, and I thought, well, that's going to be underwater. Nope, well, nope, it, it wasn't hasn't been. even close. <laughs> right, right. And I know where your mom lives, too. That's an area that can have some issues around that. It's She's not on Twin Bridges Road. I'm not saying that. But that kind of situation is, right. is in our area for sure. Yeah, so, and that was closed at the, mm-hmm. the bridges there because um, it was underwater. Um, but it did not get, and usually it'll go over the road um, at the corners just south of the twin bridges right right. um but that didn't even get on the roadway Hmm. okay which is i don't know it it, for the water being what it was i thought it should have so i don't know what changed but we'll take it it, it, yeah we'll take it anytime it's not as bad we're definitely going to take it yeah the other thing just segueing off of that brian um i know it is drug take back day this saturday i thought we'd touch on that i've been mentioning it on the news and you guys are having your get-together at the Kennebec County Jail in the parking lot there. Do you want to just talk about that? Yeah. So we're doing the, our semi-annual drug take-back. We usually do it twice a year. And uh, that's so people can clean out their uh, medicine cabinets and, and wherever they keep their medicines, their prescriptions, and, and get rid of some of those um, dangerous drugs that they don't want to get into some somebody's somebody else's hands. Right, um, so, right. You know, whether it be kids or, or whoever at home or somebody that might be abusing them. and um, But it's a, it's a f- free way to clean that stuff out and dispose of it properly rather than, you know, we don't want to get it, get those chemicals in the groundwater or anything. So, um, so we collect them and then uh, we take them down to an incinerator and they, they're incinerated. We get a, a schedule and we have our scheduled time and they weigh it and 
and then incinerate it all. Okay, and I know just from the flyer about it, uh, what they're taking is, as Brian mentioned, prescription meds, over-the-counter meds too. Um, if you have like those prescription patches, they'll take those, yeah. even vitamins and pet medications. So all those things can be taken for this get-together. Yeah. Does um, that sound right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the vitamin stuff, if that's something we... I, well, it I, says I, it, I, here it's just a little check mark, you know, and it says we accept. And they do make notation, Brian, I'll mention this too, and I'm just going with this, you can correct me. Uh, they do not take needles, inhalers, thermometers, aerosol cans, lotions, and liquids. Correct. So that's probably the most important thing to know there. Yes. Is what yes. they don't take as well. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a really good idea. I know for a fact I can look through our medicine cabinet. My significant other is rarely ever has anything. Right. But if you go back like, you know, how many years ago there was a kidney stone and he got whatever medication. Well, it's still sitting there all these years later. And I would love to just say, you know, but I try to give him some free will. (laughs) (laughs) But those are the kind of things, you know, something that sat for a while. Right. Um, they're, right? expi- they're expired anyways. Anyway, you know, they that's have my expirations point. on them, so yep. they're probably not effective anyways. Mm-hmm. So get rid of that stuff, and if you have a new ailment, you can go back to the doctor and and get you know whatever and get something that's going to be right. up to speed. Yeah. Right. So again, this is happening from ten until two at the Kennebec County. Uh, I want to say the I'll get it here County Jail parking lot. Yep. Okay, and that's at 100 South Vine Street, if you're not familiar. Yep. 10 until 2. The nice thing is, I've done this, I've taken stuff in, you can do it pretty much any time, but you have to get out of your car, you have to go in, right. you knock and say, hello, I hate to bother yeah. you, but can I get rid of these? And they're like, buzz you in, and then you get rid of your stuff. Right. That's an option, yep. but this is so much nicer because you just drive through and get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, you know, we tried to make it really easy, and that kind of came about because of COVID, you know, mm-hmm. when we were trying to do the no contact stuff. Right. Um, and, and it worked out so well and people liked it so much. It's like, well, why can't we just keep doing that? Yeah. You it's, know, it's, it's got so nothing convenient. to do with no contact. It just makes it easy for people. And, you know, you can, we could set a table out there and, uh, well, it looks like Saturday we'll probably have to have a canopy thing, but, uh, probably yes <laughs> um, again, but you can just still, you just drive up, toss your stuff in the, in the box and, uh, go on your way. And I think it's really nice for people that maybe mobility is a harder thing for them. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's just one less thing that would, right. you know, hamper them right. from, from doing that. Right. In our other box, we, we really can't set that out because, you know, the, the requirements for having one of those right. needs to be inside and secured and surveyed. Well, couldn't so you just see the somebody? Only place, I, the I'm only s- place we can put it is in the <laughs> in the jail lobby where there's 24-7 personnel exactly. there. Yep, and it makes sense because I'm 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 laughing because I can just see something like that. I mean, you've had people try to take ATM machines, so they would certainly try oh, to yeah. take. Oh For yeah, sure. hey, there's a drug machine. Let's just go take it. You know, right. it's a drug drop off. Right. So yeah, yeah, we can't do that. No. And on a more serious note, before I let Brian go today, um, we've just heard the news, unfortunately, recently about the loss of police officers, you know, in Wisconsin there and in Minnesota. And I was just going to make this as a comment before I let Brian say anything. Um, Brian's a good friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. And so when he leaves after we have our in-person interviews, we always give him a hug. He's, I always say he's my, my brother from another mother, which I just thought so much of his father. So that's where that comes from. And I, I thought this before any of this happened, Brian, two weeks ago when you were here. Gave him a hug, and I could feel the, the vest that you wear to protect yourself, right? Right. And... It struck me after you left that every time you go to work or anybody in your line of work, 
and they're having to wear one of those, that that life is on the line every day. And and it really did hit me that day. And then these things happened. And I got to tell you, I had a rush of emotions about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when they hit closer to home, you feel them more. Right. Um, and, you know, the this ones in Wisconsin, not very far away. At um, all. In fact, yeah. I got good friends that live right in that community. Um, and, and the the one out in uh, Pope County, you know, they're a county just like us. That, that's what I thought. very far away. The demographics were very similar. Very similar. Very similar. Um, so, yeah, that that really makes it hit home harder. Um, and you really take pause and, and think, you know, deeply about why did that have to happen. Yeah, and you just realize the families and the people that are doing this, the reality hits you. Right. I think that's the biggest part of it. And, right. I, and it has right. to certainly especially for your younger officers, you've been around, you've got a little gray up on the, the roof here, uh, and me too, I just hide mine with color. Wisdom stripes. <laughs> Wid- wisdom stripes. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not saying it gets a lot easier, but I think you you take things on as you mature. I think of your young officers, that's got to wreak a little havoc, a little. you know what I mean? A little bit mentally, doesn't it? I, I, think, I think it doesn't matter okay. uh, I, whether you've been there one year, or ten years, or twenty-five years. Okay. Um, I, I think it really, it really hits home and really make t- makes you think mm-hmm. um, about what you're doing and how you're doing it and, and um, what the what the risks are. You know? Absolutely, because those risks are there every day, um, and we all know that. But I think you get a little complacent and because nothing happens for a long time, and you get complacent about those things and. Um, they kind of, they kind of make you reevaluate your, your safety tactics that you use on a day in and day out basis. I'll ask you this real quick here too. So like the vest you wear, do all law enforcement wear those and do they wear them all the time? Yes. Um, it, it became mandatory. Oh, I don't know, probably 20, maybe even longer than 20 years ago. I, I've always worn mine. Um, from from day one, that was just my own personal sure. policy. Um, but uh, the federal government uh, came out with a program where they would help pay for vests for peace officers uh, across the nation. Because there was a lot of there was a lot of places that didn't have them. Minnesota, Probably couldn't afford them. Some of they them. couldn't. Some that, That's what the yeah. thing was. It was they couldn't afford them, so they didn't have them. Well, the federal government uh, ponied up and said, "All right, we're gonna." put this money out there but if we pay for them you will wear them so it it basically made us put a mandated policy we have to have a mandated policy in place that you will wear your vest um when you're when you're working there's there's some um exceptions to that you know there's certain jobs that we do that you kind of want to you don't want to have a vest on because it kind of tips people off what you are who you are what you're doing Mm -hmm. um so some of those folks don't, but uh, the the rank and file um, response to call officers, uh, they have to wear their vest okay. um, by policy, and and nobody even complains about it. Right, no, right. It just it's, it's just what you do. It, it is. It's what you do, and and we all take that very seriously. And everybody wants to go home to their families. So anything that we can do to help uh, help that probability. Um, sure. We, we we do that. 
you know, they're, they get hot, but they've come a long ways. I mean, they used to be really hard and heavy and uncomfortable and they've gotten lighter and better and more flexible over the years. So it's a lot, it's a lot more comfortable to wear one now than it was 30 years ago. And I will say this just as a, in addition to these officers that passed from these situations, they more than likely had vests too, but there are still things depending on the circumstances that they can still, you know, take your life. Well, I've, I've heard the, I've heard the term they're bulletproof. They are not bulletproof. They're bullet resistant. Um, uh, but there's, yeah, there's, well, your whole body is covered in this stuff. Obviously there's, there's gaps and, and, uh, unfortunately there are those people, those, those, those bad people that, um, are truly evil. Um, they know that and, and they practice, um, to shoot somewhere else. Yeah. Just terrible. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It is a terrible thing, so. Yeah, and I only want to bring it up because I just think it's important not to put our head in the sand and to remember what's going on. And I know we had all that in the news last week, but I wanted to bring it more personal with somebody that I know is dealing with that. Yeah. You know, so just know how much we appreciate what you're doing. No, thank you. And all your comrades, so to speak. And, uh, you know, we hope all these calls that happen every week that, you know, it's just... For the most part, simple. You do your job and you go home every day. You know, and <clears throat> sometimes I get I get people call and complain that the officers were they didn't feel they were warm enough to them. And you know, th- this is one of those reasons that that comes off that way because they're they're being safe right. because you never know where that's going to come from. Those officers were in that house with that person for a while um, before he he drew a weapon and started shooting mm-hmm. and uh they probably didn't expect that at that point, right There's that a, you point know they time. didn't right and uh the so anyways that's that's why our guard has to be up all the time yeah. and uh that's sometimes that comes off as being maybe cold and hard and maybe not as compassionate as people would like us to be but um it's not that they're not compassionate. They're just trying to be safe, too. Absolutely. Well, like I say, Brian, appreciate what you do. And we will get together next week, and we'll cover more things. And, uh, Sounds good. And you just take care of yourself this week. Absolutely.